This is the I Work For Him podcast. To make sure you never miss a thing from I Work For Him, subscribe to our email list. Just head to our website at iworkforhim.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, click subscribe, and sign up. We'll send the very latest blogs and podcasts from I Work For Him so you never miss a beat. That's iworkforhim.com. This is producer Michael Marigle. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to today's program. This is Martha Brangenberg. I am your host today for this very special edition of a Friday I Work For Him Today, we are going to be um, talking about October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so we have taken this opportunity to have uh, just some women in the studio today and spend some time talking about things that we hope will inspire and encourage you in your workplace, in your neighborhood, and in your family. And I can guarantee you that you have tuned into one of probably the fastest hours in Christian Talk Radio as far as women are concerned. And that's saying quite a bit. I think we have a lot of words to say today. So thanks for tuning in live here on the radio or online in any of the uh, formats that we have. You know, October is well known as Breast Cancer Awareness Month, a month where women are reminded to do self-examinations, where funds are raised for research and treatments, and for others, it's a month where they continue to receive treatment, go to doctor's appointments, and deal with the side effects of this awful disease. The good news is that many count themselves among survivors of breast cancer. I want you to lean in today and hear the God stories from some very brave women, women who have felt the pang of diagnosis, endured the sickness of treatment, and seen God's hand in the healing, both in the physical and the spiritual. So today we're going to be hearing from a lot of different women who have experienced breast cancer and have different stories to tell, whether it be strengthening their marriage, their body being restored, their spiritual lives being restored. And with that in mind, I picked this verse that we're going to use today, and it's Isaiah 43, 19, and it says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And I think that this just this really, to me, just speaks so much about what we're going to talk about, because I can only imagine that in the midst of diagnosis and treatment, it can feel like a desert. But God is, does a new thing in each one of us. And that's one of the things that my hope chest really helps women have a new Um, start in a restoration. And we're going to talk about that a little later on in the show. I'm excited for our listeners to uh, hear from some of our guests. So before we get started, I have Connie Smith in here with me today. And Connie, I just want our listeners to get a chance to hear from you and hear what maybe God is doing in your life recently. Well, here I am again, twice in the same week. Welcome back, by the way, from your big road trip. Thank you very much. We had a good time, but we missed you desperately. Um, what is God doing in my life? Oh my goodness. He is my, my word for this month is surrender. Mm. So my word for the year is intentional, but October is surrender. And by letting go and letting God just take over, it's Mm. like hanging on for a roller coaster ride because he has done some amazing things. I mean, we're only on what the 20th. So he's doing great things. If I, I just gotta let go. I'm a control freak. I'm an admitted control freak. So <laughs> you're in control of being a control freak. <laughs> I'm freak, control right? being a control freak, like most women are. I mean, yes. we have we have to juggle being a, a mom, a wife, a daughter, a sister, mm-hmm. a a businesswoman most of the time, and it's it's challenging. So we have a pretty special show today, and I want you to let our listeners know a little bit about um, who's going to be coming on. Oh my gosh, we have like a plethora. Of, yes, we do. Of people. 
But my special guest is from My Hope Chest, which is a, a local organization. It's based locally, right. but they cover the whole country, and it's called My Hope Chest. Um, and they have stories of faith and healing, restoring physically and spiritually mm-hmm. by um, offering assistance to women in the reconstruction process of breast cancer. You know, and a lot of people don't really think about that part of the process. Right. And um, so I'm really excited that we're going to get a chance to share that with um, people to know that there are um, organizations out there that can be a tool and that can be a resource and an encouragement, as we were talking about before the show, just giving you the wisdom that you don't know all these things. People don't know so much until we go through something ourselves. And in that moment, it's really hard to navigate. So before we um, talk to my friends here from My Hope Chest, I want to share, first of all, I put on Facebook that we were looking for some stories and testimonies from people about breast cancer. And I was overwhelmed by the response. And it was really hard because I had to limit it because we only have an hour and it goes so fast. Um, but I I just know from that res- all the responses that I saw that Breast cancer has touched just about everybody, either themselves and their immediate family, their neighborhood, their coworkers. And so that's why we're talking about it today is that so that we can get a better understanding so that we can know what resources are out there and to be um, a better, you know, to love on each other in a better way. And so that's um, I'm really hoping that that is some of the results of it. So the first testimony I want to share with you, and I decided to read these um, So this one is from my friend Stephanie Mayer, and I really want to say that this is just such an encouragement through through her diagnosis, how God strengthened their marriage. In March of 2014, I was diagnosed with invasive ductal carcinoma. On the day that I received a call from the physician which who had done the biopsy and was told that I had breast cancer, I prayed that whatever the outcome of my circumstances, God would receive glory from what I was about to go through. My husband, Chris, was with me every step of the difficult time, driving me to doctor's appointments when I had could not drive myself, sitting with me during chemo treatments, caring for me after surgeries, sleeping with me at the hospital, being an advocate for me as we met with so many doctors, all while juggling work and the responsibility of being a parent. Prior to finding out I had cancer, my husband and I had struggled greatly in our marriage. We are a step family, and this was a greater challenge than we were prepared for. He had addictions that had not been able to overcome, and I was addicted to worrying and trying to control him. God used this journey through cancer to bring deep healing into our lives. We were encouraged by marriage mentors in our church to attend Celebrate Recovery, and we have been going for over two years now. Chris is clean and sober. Today, I've been cancer-free for three and a half years. I homeschool our sixth-grade daughter. I am preparing to run my first 5K, and my husband and I pray each night to be filled with God's joy and that he will use us to point others to him. So I just thought that was an amazing testimony. And Stephanie, thank you so much for allowing me to share that on the radio today. And I hope that it encouraged somebody that even in the thick of it, how much their um, marriage was strengthened. So before we, um, uh, you know, I'm excited. We finally get to talk to you guys. You've been so patient here. And so, Connie, I'd love for you to introduce Elisa to our um, listening audience. My pleasure. I am, we are welcoming Elisa Salveretti. Is that, is that the way to pronounce it? Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> what a sweetie. Yes. From My Hope Chest. She is the founder of it. And they just have a heart for helping people 
be complete mm. and and giving them the opportunity and the funds to just physically and not just physically but spiritually offer them assistance mm. so welcome to thank the you. studio today thank you so much for having myself and georgette uh, we're very blessed to be here today to be able to share with your listeners the mission and work the good work and god's work uh that my hope chest provides uh, mm. breast cancer survivors really happy to be here well, and I'm sure it's been a busy month for you. It is October, so we know that it is a big push time for um, breast cancer awareness and um, for raising funds and everything. So that's great. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. They have they have events all over the place. Mm-hmm. I, I follow, follow them on Facebook because they're everywhere. I just got to say, they're everywhere. Um, We've had a good month so far. We've been, we've been everywhere. Yep. That's great. So, Elisa, can you tell us about the birth of My Hope Chest? We have a few minutes before the break. Just... Give us, tell us about how it started. Well, my hope just started, like many people, starting a, a charity out of out of my own journey. Uh, I was 38 years old, working on a, a new business, e-commerce business, and um, spent about two years getting ready to launch that. And right before um, I did, in, in the fall of 2001, I had a self-exam. I encourage everyone to, to do a self-exam mm-hmm. to know your breasts, um, or your husband, by the way, as well. Um and I found a lump. And as an uninsured woman, you start at the health department. Um, so I went to the health department. Uh, I was trying to uh, try to put me on Medicaid to help me, and I was denied Medicaid. Mm. So um, after that, um, I was um, blessed to have gotten support from Pinellas County Social Services that paid for my mastectomy and then the eight rounds of chemo that followed. Uh, that was my cancer journey as I was going through treatment. I was looking, where are the resources to help an uninsured woman get her reconstructive surgery? I looked locally and nationally. Alicia, you were talking about how you were trying to figure out how to navigate um, the world of having breast cancer without insurance and trying to find the resources. So where did that lead you then? Yeah, so it's one thing to get a cancer diagnosis Mm. and say, okay, I need to call my doctor and, and take the next step. And that's the golden ring in this day and age. It's the golden ring to have insurance. Uh, for an uninsured person, that's why I really wanted to, your listeners to know that you begin at the, at, at the health department, and from there, hopefully, you will qualify for some services, Medicaid or other programs. Um, if if not the Medicaid, then again, uh, social services, Pinellas mm-hmm. County, Hillsborough County, social services often has uh, financing to help with your treatment, the first steps of treatment. However, breast reconstruction is a part of treatment. Mm. Did you know the Women's Health and Cancer Rights Act mandated in 1998 that breast reconstruction must be covered by insurance? It's a part of treatment. It's not new. Uh, It's always been part of treatment. And I just say if it's a part of treatment for the insured, then by golly, it's a part of treatment for the uninsured. Mm. Uh, I called locally to our local, you know, as one would think, in the breast cancer arena, American Cancer Society, they don't do that. Susan G. Coleman, they don't fund reconstructive surgery. Uh, I called our big hospitals. None of them funded what's called a delayed reconstructive surgery, which is when a woman doesn't start at time of mastectomy. Why don't women start reconstruction at time of mastectomy? There's various reasons. First reason is they um, only want to deal with their cancer treatment, and they don't want to have to go through reconstruction by the way, reconstruction is a series of three surgeries. Mm. It spans a year, and it costs between $25,000 and $200,000. Wow. Yeah. Most people don't realize that. It's not uh, you're in and out. It's a very long process, mm-hmm. and not everyone elects to do reconstruction. We don't insinuate women aren't whole and complete if they don't want reconstructive surgery. 
Uh, but everyone that is on our national wait list is waiting to get their turn to heal themselves in body, mind, and spirit. Mm-hmm. So what happened? You know, for me, I think that that was that's a really good point because I did. Um, you know, I just think that this isn't what it's. That's not what it's about. You're not saying everybody needs to be reconstructed, but mm-hmm. you know that there's a strong desire for that to happen in a lot of women. So ultimately, um, that's what led you to starting my hope chest is being able to uh, help people get that if that's what they did want. That's right. And yeah. because I went back to, to, to my former career, I was actually a professional dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so five months post chemo, I flew back to Las Vegas and went back on stage, actually minus my breasts. They padded my costume um, and I called myself the lopsided showgirl because mm-hmm. I could make fun of me. But the idea was to raise awareness that women are unable to get reconstructive surgery. So that's how I ended up getting my surgery. I remember that when we had our conversation, when I was inviting you to come on, you you shared with me how your faith is a driving force. And tell us the story of how what you feel how God has called you for, to this ministry. Well, God picked me for this job. I didn't pick this job. This was mm-hmm. not my uh, dream uh, of birthing a not-for-profit organization in the most heavily funded cause in our country. Breast, re- breast cancer is the most heavily funded cause, raises more money than children, animals, and the environment, and to start an entity in this industry is beyond difficult. Hmm. Um, God picked me. Why? Because it's my calling, because I'm an entrepreneur that could do it, because I have no children. Uh, I have no husband. I say yet. I'm hoping that will happen. Uh, but 14 years, I've she's been available, able, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, that's a whole nother show. But um, no, um, you know, I've really sincerely been able to be mm-hmm. driven and selfless. And you know, when people kick off work at six, seven o'clock at night, I don't. Right. So that's how the, this charity has started. Every day, I thank the Lord for the people, places, things, and money to sustain this organization according to Thy will. And every year. Uh, sometimes I get tuckered and I'm like, this is it. I'm not doing it anymore. And something great happens. So miracles happen to keep this organization alive. And I'm very happy that we're here to share that. That is an amazing story. And, and you brought one of your clients, one of your lovely ladies with you. Could you introduce Georgette to our listeners? So Georgette, uh, Kramer is, uh, one of, we call them clients, not patients, because we are not a healthcare provider. But Georgette is uh, one of the local women that we've helped. We are a national organization, but we do help at home first. So Georgette has been so kind uh, to participate where we need her to share. We have to share the stories. Um, we have to fundraise. The surgeries aren't cheap. Uh, so we're very happy to have Georgette. This is the second time she's been on the air with us. And it's Georgette Kramer from St. Petersburg. And she can tell. Hey, welcome, Georgette. Thank you. And thank you for having me. You have a I lovely story. It. Can you tell us? How did you hear about my hope chest? Um, actually, when I found out I had breast cancer, you don't know what to do. You don't know where to go, what to look for, what your expectations are, anything. So I was just worried about the surgery, getting the mastectomy done. Then after the mastectomy, I'm like, well, wait a minute here. <laughs> Something's not right. And I started developing a lot of scar tissue, mm. which kind of constricted me to breathe and right. to just do other things. Um, as far as my hope chest, I went to American Cancer, and they told me about different organizations, and I don't know why or what, or they were on the list, and I called them. I talked to Christy, and Christy was absolutely phenomenal. When you have breast cancer, you don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to expect. 
And people who's never, you know, fortunately had ever had cancer, they don't know what to tell you. They don't know how to react to you. My hope chest was there from the minute. I mean, all the way through. Uh, Christy, Lisa, all of them just sit there and, and talk to you and tell you things that you are going to expect, tell you how to handle them, and actually be there. So it's something that I know they know it, and I trust them. They have helped me every, and believe me, I've gone through a lot of bumps I was going to say, you've had, you've had a long relationship with them already, Since right? Since 2014. Okay. Yeah. And they're continuing to guide you and direct you. Still to this day. I'd like to give a little shout out, if, if I yes, may, please. For, to Christy Merchant, who is our uh, client navigator, patient navigator. She really does an amazing job. She takes every woman's case very seriously to heart. Um, and, you know, it's a long process getting the paperwork in and then finding a surgeon if we don't have a surgeon, but she really cares deeply uh, about Georgette and everyone that comes to us. So I want to give a shout out to Christy. That's yes. awesome. Christy's That's awesome. wonderful. So Elisa, can you tell us who is a perfect candidate for my hope chest? So for our, our listeners, as they're listening, they're thinking about somebody who they know has either had endured breast cancer already, but not had any reconstruction or maybe just got a diagnosis. So yeah, it's, um, our mission uh, originally helped uninsured women. Uh, uninsured and underinsured. What is underinsured? Well, now we have amended our granting criteria to help women that have insurance but lack their co-pays. Okay. So my hope test will actually pay a six or $7,000 deductible if a woman qualifies. The candidates are, are 65 and under because at 65 you get Medicare. Um, so 65 and under... Uh, the, the application is on, on our website, um, two years of tax returns, three months of bank statements. You have to pr- prove that you are financially in need. We are a small organization. Sometimes people call thinking we're a huge agency, um, you know, like American Cancer Society, and we have huge resources, but we don't. We have a limited amount of money, and, um, and we want to make sure that everyone I know, if anybody had the opportunity, said to me, Elisa, if you apply to us, we'll help you with reconstruction. Mm-hmm. I would have gotten all my paperwork in and done all of that. So exactly. um, it's a little bit of a little bit of work that they have to go through, but um, we have to vet the money very carefully. It's your money that we're spending. Yes. It's the and people's they can, money. And they can find out about that at myhopechest.org, right? That's I mean, correct. that's the easiest way for them to myhopechest.org. You go right to the patient area, and and the information's right there. Um, yep, Fabulous. and it's very simple. It's very simple and very easy to fill out that stuff, and they get back to you right away. That's great. So one of the things I read um, is that you your tagline is losing a breast changes your life. Getting it back is life changing. And I know that that resonates for women that really need your services. And those are the ones that you're reaching out to. You do a lot of creative fundraising in order to make this happen. In the uh, minute that we have left, can you just share a few things you've been doing? Uh, well, we just had this past week on Wednesday night, we had the Pink Party, a first-time event at Seasons 52, and it was a wonderful, uh, a little fet with, you know, raffle items and what have you. Our biggest campaign in the month of October, I have to give a shout-out to Ed Morris Automotive Group West Coast Dealerships. Uh, this is our fifth year partnering with them. It's $100 or some sort of, uh, I think it's about $100 per car um, donated to my Hope Chest, and it's Thirty thousand dollars, twenty-five thousand. Awesome. So they're nearing the hundred thousand dollar mark this year. Um, and then the big campaign is Hope Floats for My Hope Chest, where others do third-party events on our behalf. So if you want to host a fundraiser, 
It doesn't have to be in October. It can be any time. Right. But reach out to My Hope Chest, please. Uh, we are the charity to support in the breast cancer area. That is great. And that's a great way to keep it local and to um, be helping people, you know, knowing that the money is, st- it might go anywhere, but it's a local we, organization. We help at home first. We that's- actually help at home first. So that's really important to know. But people can host events anywhere across. We have 19 events going on nationwide. That's right fabulous. Now. We have on the line with us right now um, our good friend Valerie Bogle, and she is going to share with us about an opportunity that she is um, hosting on her website. Welcome to I Work for Him, Valerie. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so glad to have you here. Why don't you tell our listeners how they can get involved in this contest you have going on? Okay, so what we're doing is a nomination based contest where we are going to gift one lucky woman who has faced breast cancer in some form or another, if she's um, currently in the battle or has already won the battle. Um, We are are donating a um, complete beauty revealed photo shoot where they will be pampered with hair and makeup makeover, as well as um, we can help pick out wardrobe from their wardrobe where they're welcome to use the wardrobe that we have in the studio to play around in. Um, complete with the shoot, the posing guidance, and the whole deal. And they'll also be be able to choose one uh, wall portrait, 16 by 20 wall portrait, to take to take home and have framed. So there's no obligation for them to buy anything. Uh, there's just the time for them to, to be pampered and see that they are still indeed beautiful no matter um, this particular season of life that they may be going through. That is so fabulous. So how do people get um, the opportunity to nominate? Where do they go? So I have a link. I have it in two different places on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash shoot with flourish. You can see the there's a link there that if they wanted to share it to tell other people about it. They can okay. do that there. And then that uh, will also take you to um, the website, which you can also go directly to, which is shootwithflourish.com slash BC nomination. Right. So and I did check that out this morning, and that works mm-hmm. great. And so if people will go to um, your website, shootwithflourish.com uh, slash BC nomination, they can nominate people for this contest. And you're going to be um, selecting a lucky winner the beginning of November? Yes, yes, exactly. And for everyone that is nominated, if that even if they don't win the actual shoot, we are also gifting them a $100 gift certificate that they can use towards a shoot should they decide they want to do one mm. at some point. That's fabulous. So I hope that people will take the opportunity to look at your website, see your work, and, and get excited about encouraging um, a nomination for someone that they know. Thank you, Valerie. Did yes, you have something you want to say, Connie? Thank you so much. Thank you, Valerie. Uh, and I just have to, I have to put a plug in for Valerie. She does amazing photography because she did my headshots, and if she can make me look good, she can make anybody look good. <laughs> <laughs> it was such fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for helping me get the word out. I appreciate it. You bet. And we thank you for the way you're giving back during this month of October, Breast Cancer Awareness. So oh, I appreciate that, and I um, have a great day. And I just hope that our listeners will take the opportunity to think of somebody that they know that they can um, nominate for this opportunity. So next, I want to introduce you all to um, a, someone I met recently who has, over the last year, um, dealt with breast cancer and has a really um, neat story and a vantage point that really, I think, resonates with the I Work For Him radio program. So I want to um, welcome Rochelle to the I Work For Him radio program. Rochelle, thank you for calling in. 
Hi, you're very welcome. Oh, I loved the opportunity that I had to talk to you recently and learn more about your story. And what really struck me as you went through breast cancer um, this past year is that you really seem to have been reconstructed both physically and spiritually. And that's really what I want our listeners to hear about your story. Um, So if you could just take a moment and walk us through um, just briefly your timeline over this past year, what that has looked like for you. So it was uh, just about a year ago next month that I had my routine mammogram that came back suspicious. And before Christmas, I had a couple more tests, including a mammogram and an ultrasound that seemed to be leading us down the path that we would be dealing with some type of cancer diagnosis at some stage. And at the beginning of January, I had a biopsy to confirm what the doctor thought he was, in fact, seeing. And I eventually, after my surgeries and so forth, um, I was diagnosed with stage one microinvasive breast cancer, and I chose to have a double mastectomy. um, And I've had multiple surgeries for breast cancer treatment and reconstruction, and we're still actually in that process Mm -hmm. that will hopefully wrap up by March or April. And through this process, um, you had... You told me that your dad asked you a really important question while you were going through treatment and your diagnosis. What was that question and how important Mm. is it to have people like your dad in your life? It makes me tear up to even think about Mm. that. As you know, I'm very emotional for me um, to share, especially the spiritual side of my story. But there was a point um, because I couldn't even talk to my family in the beginning. I told my mom and I told her she just had to tell everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so my dad graciously waited for about a week before he called me. And one of the things that he asked me, though, was how I was doing spiritually. I grew up in a church, so finding faith wasn't a matter of the issue. It was really about hanging on to that faith. Mm-hmm. And and I think that, you know, my dad's question came at a time when my faith wasn't wavering, but I was certainly not having pleasant conversations with God <laughs> about mm-hmm. what was happening. And there was a lot of why me and angry and, you know, I have so many other things in my life happening. Why would you burden me with something else? And why would you put this struggle in front of me? And those are kind of how my, my prayers and conversations were going. And so when my dad asked me, it, it you know, when I told my dad that those were the conversations I was having, my dad really walked me through them. He just encouraged me to have those conversations. And, you know, he said to me, that's okay. God's strong enough to handle your anger. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because I felt bad about that. And you know, I think for my dad to say that, it was kind of like, okay, just get through it and then come out on the other on the other side and, and get rid of the anger. But it was important for me to, to hear my dad know that that would be a part of my journey and then to hear my dad validate the anger and then advise me that I would need God to actually work through the anger. Most definitely. And, you know, I know that this has been a year full of emotion, of physical, um, you know, um, depletion in your life and um, spiritual journey. But the part that I really want to emphasize on in the, the last little part of this segment is your story about how before you um, or as you were recovering, you're looking at the fact that you're going through cancer treatment. You're the mom of two young kids and you were working in a career that required a lot of time. And so you asked 
um, God a question that you never asked him before. And I really want to focus on that for the last three minutes that we have um, together, so, because I really think this resonates with our I Work For Him listeners, because it had to do with your job, didn't it? It did. I can honestly tell you I don't know if I ever had a testimony to give before through all of my life in church, but I certainly would have one now because this was the first time I said, God, you tell me what you want me to do. Mm -hmm. So when I looked for jobs out of college, I located the areas I wanted to work, and I said, God, please give me a job there. Please you know, show me where to go there. I didn't say, God, where do you want me to go? I said, here's where I want to be, God, so open the door for me there. And I think my whole life was kind of that way until this year. I finally just sort of finally just gave it all back and said, why don't you just show me where you want me? And hey, at the end of the day, if it's to stay where I am, I accept that and we're and we will figure out why and how I'm going to make that work. So how what did God, God brought answer me, though, that question? Yeah. Yeah. What God brought me, though, was a few months into it, he brought me a job mm-hmm. in a faith-based organization with a five-figure salary increase, with my health care covered, with flexibility in my hours mm-hmm. to come and go, pick up my children, be home in the evenings, have lunch with them at school. And so what God brought me wasn't even something I, I prayed for specifically. God just brought me exactly where He knew I needed to be. Mm. And when you were sharing that with me, you shared about just how, what a blessing that has been and that you would have never experienced that had you not asked God that question and be willing. I never would have had I never would have had it. I think everybody probably thought something was wrong with me my first week of work because I cried through my first half hour of orientation. I cried at the first event <laughs> that I had to attend because the organization I work for praise before those events. And I work for a major hospital system. Mm -hmm. And I just can't, I mean, this is what I wanted. I just sometimes feel so blessed and gracious beyond words to explain to people, have you ever not known what you wanted, but asked somebody for something, and then you got more than what you even expected? And that's what happened to me. And so every time that I'm presented with this blessing, it is still very overwhelming to me that God would bring that for me. Mm. Rochelle, thank you so much for sharing that with us here in the studio and with our listeners. And I just pray that it is an encouragement to somebody that maybe is hanging on to something and just saying, you know, I'm not willing to let this go, but being able to say, God, what do you want for me? And I'm willing to uh, explore that and ask him that tough question. So as a result of going through all that you've gone through this last year, Mm -hmm. you are seeing the blessings that God has on the other side. Thank you so much, Rochelle. Have a great day. Thanks for having me. You too. You bet. We're talking today about October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I just have had so many wonderful women in the studio here and online sharing their testimonies. I hope it's been an encouragement to you. And why are we talking about that on I Work For Him? Because we have so many people around us that have been affected by breast cancer. Um, And years later, it is still something that they, you know, deal with on a daily basis, whether it's through pain or just memories and knowing that their life is never the same, whether it's been impacted by some of the testimonies that we've heard, marriages have been improved, um, giving life over to God and allowing Him to be in control and allowing um, people to serve in ways that they never would have before had they not, you know, Elisa's story with starting my hope chest, that would have never 
been on your radar, but God put you through it. And then you saw a need and you're filling it on the other side. So with that, I want to share one more testimony that I received from um, a friend on when I asked on Facebook about testimonies um, for breast cancer and how God has worked in their life. This is from our friend Lisa Hudiman. And it is, I have been working on changing from a person who trusts herself to one who trusts God. In 2013, I chaperoned a group of teens on a mission to Panama. On the last day of the mission, I prayed, Jesus, I don't think I've changed enough this week to take this back with me. Please help me. Well, as they say, be careful what you pray for. Three months later, we were at a, I was at a mass with a visiting priest who was gifted in healing. And when he got to me, he prayed, may God cure you of any cancer in your body. Well, his prayer caused me to check, and sure enough, I found a lump. Before I had surgery I, to remove the tumor, I went to morning mass, and I asked the Father to give me the sacrament of the sick, of the sick which is also known as the anointing of the sick or the sacrament of healing, like the sacrament of reconciliation. It is a continuation of Christ's healing ministry. And like the time when Jesus cured the paralytic and forgave his sin, this sacrament is for curing and forgiving. She continued to be anointed each month throughout the treatment process. And there were so many blessings that if I had a choice and could relive 2014 without breast cancer, I would choose cancer again. God answered my prayer in Panama through cancer. He helped me to trust him in all areas of my life. I did learn that I'm not in control of anything, and it is his plan and not mine. One of the remaining side effects from my chemotherapy treatments is neuropathy in my feet. Every morning when my numb feet hit the floor, I'm reminded to thank God for his blessings. My numb feet keep me grounded in the new way of life that has been given to me. I live my life one day at a time. I attend morning mass every day to get my daily bread. And together, Jesus and I go out and face the world. Lisa, I want to thank you so much for sharing your testimony with us here at I Work For Him. And I hope that that's an encouragement um, to those that are listening and wondering, you know, what does this journey look like for some people? And thankfully, Lisa turned to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and said, you know, I want to learn more and I want to um, be obedient. And I, the fact that she says that she would rather redo that year with cancer again, than to not be, not experience what she's experienced um, is mind blowing for somebody who hasn't been through it. And, but I, but such an encouragement to hear that um, God really used that to change her in a positive way. So Lisa, thanks again for that. This has been so much fun, and I just want to spend a few minutes recapping because we have a few minutes where we can go back and um, just talk about what um, God, how God has pulled all these pieces together and changed people's lives, and um, what else is there that can be an encouragement to our listeners that maybe they they know somebody personally. And Georgette, I'm going to throw this to you because you've oh, been in, uh, you've experienced breast cancer yourself. If you have, if you know, if we knew somebody with a brand new diagnosis, what could we, as a coworker, as a friend, as a neighbor, as a sibling, what could we do in that moment that would really make a difference? To be quite honest, you can't blame God. God did mm. not give this to you, but God will help you through it. Mm -hmm. I, there was one time the whole treatment, and I had 36 treatments of radiation plus the what they call the devil chemo. And one time I, I started crying and saying, I don't understand, I don't understand. And I said, God, I'm not asking you why. I'm not asking you if I'm going to make it. I'm asking you to give me the strength to go on. 
And I, he did. Mm. And he has blessed me every single day. And when I offer my, my help to my hope chest, mm-hmm. I, I want to do whatever I can to, to tell people there are avenues that you can find for spiritual, for financial, for just everything. Mm-hmm. But believe in God. Mm-hmm. That's a great encouragement. So if I were your friend sitting next to you, mm-hmm. how could I, what, is there anything that I can say or in that moment is quiet good enough? Believe in God. He will walk with you mm-hmm. through this journey. He really will. Awesome. Thank you for that. Elisa, what what do you see? Um, what is one thing you'd like to say to our listeners to encourage them to maybe get involved, um, to help in any of the organizations? I know Gen- Georgette is helping you. Um, what are some of the ways your volunteers are helping you? What did they do? Well, you know, and I just want to take a step back to, to what okay. you had just mentioned. Um, the one thing that I encourage people to do when they're newly diagnosed, no matter what the disease, is mm-hmm. just to take it one day at a time. Mm. Uh, don't in, 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 uh, assume the worst. Don't think the worst. Your mental outlook is, I'm sure, at least 50% of, of your healing journey. Um, having faith in the Lord, you know, works for me. Um, mm-hmm. Worked for Georgette, and here I sit 14 years later. So um, I just want to talk about, you know, that. Take it one day at a time. That. It's a long journey. Um and you will get through it. Just have faith. Uh, as far as getting involved with my Hope Chest, um, we have a big event coming up next April. We are moving our signature event called the Butterfly Glow Walk 5K Fun Run and Party to Tampa along the Riverwalk. And for that event, um, what's neat about it and what's different about uh, our walk and run, it's a family-friendly fitness event. It's at night uh, along the Riverwalk wearing butterfly wings and glow-in-the-dark bling, of which I brought. <laughs> of <pictures>. course. <laughs> so That's we have awesome. wings to paint. Um, we are seeking sponsors, and we're building a committee right now. So if you're interested, uh, please email us at events, E-V-E-N-T-S, at myhopechest.org. November the 15th, I believe, we're going to do a committee meeting here, but we absolutely need some leaders out there, breast cancer survivors, husbands of them, fathers, sons. You don't have to be, uh, it's just like any disease, you don't have to have it to care about it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have starving children to care about starving children. You don't have to have breast cancer to care about women that are going through treatment or missing their breasts. We actually call October Breast Cancer Action Month. Uh, I think everyone is aware of breast cancer all over our country. Mm -hmm. And what my hope chest does is they provide action. We provide healing in body, mind, and spirit through the physical being um, and the navigation. So the Glow Walk is our next big thing and uh, sponsorship opportunities available right now. Contact us. But we do need a lot of volunteers, probably about 40 or 50 that day. Wow. And you get to wear wings. Yes, yeah, so let's hold wings. those up. I'll take a picture yeah. here yes. for you right here on the radio. <laughs> and actually do it like this. Very nice. So all of that, I will we'll post that on Facebook for all of you that are listening, because of course we know you can't see us right now. So some great words there. Keep your faith in the Lord. Trust in him. Know that he is there and he's not leaving your side, even on those days when it just, I'm sure, feels very bleak, especially through that treatment process. And um remembering to live one day at a time we do none of us know what tomorrow brings and um i tend to be one to i borrow tomorrow's problems today and boy we don't need to do that in any area of our life so what a great reminder of that 
Connie, this has been a great show. We've had a lot of fun. And I just want to recap a few of the things that we've talked about before we end today. Um, Stephanie's testimony on their marriage and strengthening that in the midst of um, cancer is such a testimony and um, an encouragement to so many people. Of course, talking with myhopechest.org and being able to uh, learn more about the opportunities that are out there and the resources to help to know how to navigate this whole um, system through the treatment and diagnosis process. Valerie shared about her um, nomination of someone who has either survived breast cancer or is currently going through some treatment for it. And she has a magazine-style photo shoot that she's giving away with hair and makeup, wardrobe, and a 16 by 20 portrait that you can go home with. Go to their website, shootwithflourish.com slash BC nomination. Rochelle's story, how she allowed God to uh, speak to her and tell her what she should be doing next in her career and being willing to open to that. And then Lisa's story about, you know, praying and saying, Lord, um, make me who you want me to be and being willing to be molded. So there are so much that is happening during October with um, Breast Cancer Awareness or Action Month, as you said. And I love that. And I just hope that people will um, be aware of the people that they live with in the in the world around them that may be hurting and may be in a stage where they're even not talking to anybody about it yet and don't know what to say. But you notice, you know, one of the things we talk about on I Work For Him is notice when somebody's countenance is down to know them well enough to say, hey, is there something going on in your life that I can pray with you about? And that's what we talk about on the I Work For Him Nation. So you can check out our website at iworkforhim.com, learn more about the I Work For Him Nation, and commit to pray for your coworkers and your employees, your friends, your neighbors, those that you come in contact with on a daily basis. And we are just um, about out of time, and I'm so thankful (laughs) that everybody's been here today and listening to I Work For Him. I am your host, Martha Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace is my mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. him.